Hello and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 8, Family Picnic. Family Picnic. I've been meaning to mention the production order uh, for the next few episodes. Oh, yeah. From now to Episode 14, those are all in production order and airing order the same. So that's pretty cool just to know that (laughs) these episodes Mm -hmm. were meant to air when they aired. (laughs) Uh, no, no out of order nonsense. This episode has a 7.0 on IMDb, which I think might be the lowest on there so far. It's like a, by a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the lowest one on there so far. It also has an 8.6 on TV.com, which is also in the lower tier of the whole series. Yeah. This episode was directed by Mark Rosman and written by Mr. Matt Dearborn. Yeah, is it the first one he he's written so far, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I have this episode at number 41 on my list, and... This is a big difference here because, Ethan... I, I have this as my last episode on my list. Yeah, number, number 65, 65, dead last. And I know we're trying to like watch it and think about where we have it ranked before we look, uh, but I already knew it was 65. Yeah. I mean, upon rewatching it, I think I would... I mean, I, I don't know if... It doesn't... When you watch it, you're like, this doesn't feel like the last place, but it's probably the only episode where I don't really laugh. Really? At all. Yeah. And that, I think that's why I kept it last, because even in All About Yvette, as much as I hate the Charlotte and Ren stuff, I love the Lewis stuff with Tawny. Um, so honestly, I f- so far, I think I'd keep this at last place. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. The only other one where I think I might have it lower, and this is not till season three, like one of the last episodes is in Ren We Trust. Yes, which, might- we've, which we've mentioned a few times on this podcast. This one's not like famously bad and it's not bad it's just so just not there's no character in it in my what i don't know i mean it it just feels like a sitcom more than even the music it's very like sappy like 90s sitcom music Mm. like the score i don't know it just doesn't feel like an even stevens episode it feels like someone's like came in to, to, and it was written by Dearborn, which mm-hmm. is bizarre because he's written some really good episodes. And even the directors directed some good stuff. I don't know. What do you got? Well, I, I actually forgot to do the guessing game again uh, for this. Oh, but yeah, okay. But when I thought back about it, I do remember thinking, like, just briefly, like, I wonder where this would be. And I remember thinking it was probably in the 40s. I didn't mm-hmm. narrow down an actual number, but it's 41, yeah. so... Okay. Still in the in the ballpark. Well, first of all, this episode's synopsis. On IMDb, there is no synopsis. Um, oh, you don't need one. <laughs> there's in no the episode, synopsis. There's no synopsis either. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just read what I had as my synopsis. On the blog, I wrote, The annual family decathlon rolls around and Steve is extremely into it. Like, extremely. He makes the whole family participate every year, but Lewis, who always feels like the outsider and isn't exactly athletically inclined, cheats in a competition he knows he doesn't stand a chance in. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. That's pretty that's much better it. better than anything IMDb would have had anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so general thoughts? I put Lewis is very underutilized. He's still pretty quirky, but this is the episode where he's perhaps the most contained as far Mm -hmm. as like, I feel like they tried to make him like a strict 
underachiever. Oh, I want to do this for the family. Oh, I don't fit in with the family. I'm not as competitive as everybody else. And he's still kind of like a rascal, but then he feels guilty. It's just he feels so structured. I mean, Lewis is, makes the show, and if he's not going all out and they try to contain him, it's just not going to be a good episode. Hmm. See, that's that's funny, because <laughs> for my general thoughts, I said that Shia is brilliant, um, <laughs> and that there's a nice lesson, sort of. I like that Lewis actually has a conscience. Sure, yeah. Um, and I like that there's a little bit of bonding between Lewis and Steve, and even there's a little moment with Eileen as well um, which I really love has like a thing with Tawny too a little Mm -hmm. bit I said I love the Lewis and Tawny moment as well I like that there's no subplot Mm -hmm. I said I laughed a little bit more I said the montages were a little overkill though and it makes the episode feel a little empty like not much is actually happening yeah I actually thought there were quite a few funny lines and some good character stuff that's what I wrote I I the character stuff is good you're right um the montage, I didn't love it, but I, there weren't any lines that I, I mean, the, the thing I picked for favorite quote was a quote that I never even really gave two thoughts to. I mean, I knew the quote existed, but I never really like thought about it in this way. It's just. <laughs> now you know, got me wondering what that is. Uh, yeah. It, I, I put my list mostly on like entertainment value and I just didn't think that this one, especially after watching, having seen it so many times. It's, it loses its entertainment value the more you know what happens, I think, too. Like, if this is my first time watching it, yeah, sure, I might have thought it was good, but... See, that's funny that you say that, because I actually had, like, a three-way tie for my favorite quote, and I still can't pick it. But I, but I But I, I do think I have... I do think I have I it, can't though. even think of what you're... I think of one that... There's one other one that I was, like... When I was watching, I was like, I guess this is like the best quote so far. This episode does not connect with me for some reason. Wow. I think this, I think I thought this episode was pretty funny. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just one of those episodes. Like all the other episodes I have lower because they're just, they irk me. Like a couple of their episodes are just, they have annoying tendencies. This one, I just, it's last because I just, it's just boring. In contrast to there's that part in Easy Crier that we don't like where like Lewis only sort of does the right thing because, you know, but he acts like he has no conscience about it. That's the only thing that doesn't make it like a perfect episode. Yeah. Like he just they make him seem like he's a person with no heart or like any sort of, you know, whatever. So I really liked the way that they made that a big thing in this episode is sure. that Lewis feeling, uh, you know, actually super guilty about doing this. But it's also not that nuanced of a con like, yeah, like they, they parallel the telltale heart and, uh, you know, use that as an allegory or whatever. But yeah. He cheats and then he's guilty about it. It's, it's, I mean, it's so black and white. It's for me, like, especially rewatching easy way where it's so nuanced, his conscience and you're, you see him, torn between these two things and why he's torn between these two things Mm -hmm. and whereas this one it's like he just cheated and like it's so face valued it's just not like unique enough maybe for me Hmm. compared to like some of the other stuff I can see where you're coming from I guess but I I really don't see like anything that wrong about this episode where I would be like exactly it's one of those episodes that could be sort of placed anywhere because but, of it. And I, and I, and you and that's true. But because it's not funny at all to me, honestly, it's probably it's literally the only episode that I don't find funny at all on top of the fact that it's 
just there, it, that's what makes it, mm. I think, in last place for me. The only bright spot is the thing with, with uh, Steve and, and Lewis, I think. But mm. then again, like I liked it better in the, the Raiders. Raiders of the Lost Sausage, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know. Or, or Uncle Chuck, even. Mm. So let's jump into the plot points, I guess, so we can talk yeah, about this a little more in depth, it. which is funny because I didn't think that there was going to be that much to talk about because this episode went by really fast for me and it didn't really feel like mm-hmm. too much was happening, but I still enjoyed it. But judging from our general thoughts, it seems like... Well, it almost feels like two episodes in one a little bit, like two parts. So... This episode starts at the end. You know, here I am. You're probably wondering how I got to this point. Well, in order to tell you, we got to go all the way back to the beginning sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's narrated by Lewis. We see him mowing a lawn, really struggling to mow a lawn. And he starts narrating it and tells us that Steve's law firm uh, hosts an annual family decathlon and that, you know, Steve is super into it. He takes it really seriously and he makes the family compete every year as Team Stevens. Yeah, they basically cut from Lewis mowing the lawn. It like rewinds a little bit and then it cuts to uh, the Stevens family in their backyard, like preparing for the picnic. Steve bought these shirts that say Team Stevens on them, like baseball style shirts that say Team Stevens on them. And, of course, you know, we find out that Lewis is not really all about that life. Uh, he <laughs> He's not the biggest fan of the family decathlon. I mean, that's pretty much the whole opening. I see. I relate to Lewis in this regard. I mean, Lewis is a type of guy who's not just competitive for the sake of being competitive. He's competitive if it's something that he feels like he's passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I don't even say he's competitive in those regards. I think he's just puts it all out there and he's passionate. And I don't know, Lewis just isn't like a competitive guy, I don't think, in, in, in the purest form, like yeah. the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. We're just competitive about climbing a tree or carving <laughs> a turkey. And then it, yeah. it's not until, you know, Lewis has an actual motivation to make his dad proud. That's what makes him competitive, not just the sake of winning. Mm-hmm. Right. So at the end of this like opening scene here in the Stevens backyard, we get a really nice moment with uh, Lewis and Eileen, which always sort of warms my heart. I love when they're having this little conversation because Lewis is basically uh, telling Eileen that, you know, he doesn't really want to do the picnic and, you know, he'd yeah. rather go to the social event of the year, which is this Jackie Chan movie. I really want to go. Honey, it's just a movie. No, Mom. It's not just a movie. It's the new Jackie Chan film. In the first scene, he wipes out an entire evil army with one noodle. I do like that line. Define noodle. Like a pool noodle? No, no, I think because it's it's supposed to be like a racist thing. Wait, really? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. It's supposed to be like like a Chinese thing, like a chow mein noodle or something. Oh my God. Isn't that great? Okay. It's so it's so 2000s. Yeah, I'm like, well, maybe that didn't age so well. Yeah. But I never I literally my only thought was just a pool noodle. I had no yeah. idea. It's impressive though if you're Jackie Chan to take out an entire army with just one chow mein noodle. That was my one thought. I was like, is it a pool noodle or like a pasta noodle? <laughs> I was like, if it's a pasta noodle, that's impressive. So Lewis would rather see this Jackie Chan movie, but Eileen's like, no, you know how much it means to your father. Mom, I want... Besides, Lewis, you don't think we could win without you, do you? Yes, we could not. 
Crazy legs. <laughs> Ma, don't start with the crazy, crazy Mom. legs. Mom, crazy Mom, legs. I'll go to the picnic. <laughs> I'm not doing that, okay? Serious. No means no. Like, it's such an organic moment. I really love it. Like, you can tell Shy is genuinely laughing. Like, Eileen's sort of pulling him in. She's like, crazy yeah. legs. And he's like, stop. Like, stop with the yeah, crazy legs. Like, it's super cute. Like, you can tell he's, he's genuinely breaking. Yeah, I just really love that. Because you don't really get to see, I don't think, like, too many... Yeah, like sweet uh, moments like that with him and Eileen. Of, you see a lot of Eileen and Ren. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably one of the only ones you're right. Mm-hmm. So I really, I always really liked that. So basically, you know, Eileen keeps calling him crazy legs and Lewis is like, no, stop with the crazy legs. Like, I'm not going to do that. And we don't know what he's talking about. And then it cuts to a shot of his butt walking down the street, just being super sassy. And this amazing stock music plays that I just love. The I love love that stock music. Oh my God. It's always in my (laughs) head. And so we find out that he got the name Crazy Legs from his unusual technique in the egg race, uh, where, you know, you hold an egg on a spoon and try to walk as fast as you can to get to the finish line without dropping the egg. Uh, And so, yeah, so he's sort of practicing... Uh, on the way home from school, I guess, maybe, uh, with Tawny and Twitty close behind, and they're just sort of walking and talking, and, uh, you know, Lewis basically tells them that, like, he doesn't really want to do the egg race, um, but, you know, he's a Stevens, and that's what they do, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also that line there where I'm like, that was probably inappropriate. Which one? It's, it's hard to explain. I, I'm a Stevens, and we have a motto. You know, you, you dream it, you scheme it, and you cream it. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's meant to be. It could be taken that way, though. Well, because it's like the way he says it, and then she's like, um, <laughs> like she looks at like Twitty, and they're like, eh. Yeah, I, I was know. like, I don't know. I, I also, he says he has a $400 racing spoon. Yeah. His dad bought. <laughs> First of all, I have questions. Why don't they all have the same spoon when they're yes, competing? Yes, 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 isn't yes. It like, isn't it like kind of cheating that he has yes. like, like shouldn't they all have just like the same spoon, right? Yes. That should be what it is. Once we get to the egg race, that's like my one complaint is that they show everyone's eggs and they're all different sizes. Yeah. I feel like everyone's spoon should be um, just big enough so that the egg can roll around. Yeah. You know? Also, also who is manufacturing these spoons and charging $400? thinking I know. people actually pay that amount for it. <laughs> no, but it always, like, when they go down, they, like, show a close-up of all the eggs, and once they get to Lewis's, his spoon perfectly hugs yeah. the egg. Like, that egg yeah. is going nowhere. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not It's that's like a section right. cup, right? Yeah, it's like, that's not right. Yeah. Anyway, Tawny uh, and Twitty basically tell him, you know, the decathlon is just a stupid thing with a bunch of silly races and you're not like everyone else in your family. So if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't have to. And Lewis is like, you know what? You're right. I don't have to do this. Um, yeah, but see, like that, that still goes along with the theme of the show. You know, Lewis feeling like an outsider in his family, yeah. you know, so yeah. I was always cool with that idea and how, you know, he feels like, ah, I can't, I can't compete in this the way they want me to. And it's just, it's just not, but yeah, he's yeah, he still want, but he's still tr- attempting to, he's still making an effort at first, even though he doesn't want to. And then, you know, he, he's like, his friends say, oh no, you don't have to. So then he decides maybe he's going to tell his dad that he's not going to do it. 
So after that, it cuts to the Stevens house in the basement. Steve and Ren are preparing for the three-legged race. Yeah. Which also, do they say it's not just the three-legged race, it's war? Remember, it's not just the three-legged race. It's war! Oh, it's war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for some reason when I was a kid, I always heard it as, it's not the three-legged race, it's four! It's war. (laughs) And I was like, okay, Um, are they really... Count, like you know they're counting all of their legs like <laughs> yes it's literally four legs <laughs> yeah so steve and ren they're just kind of trying to go over a game plan for what to do mm. with the three-legged race and they have like that like football technology of like writing digitally and they loop around that one cone i'm like you lose so much time looping around that one cone well not just that it's just like the why do they have this like stuff in their house like this sort of technology in their house <laughs> in 2000 also like the 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 course for the race is is very set in stone it's not like a drag race where you're going like <laughs> four miles or it's something. not like, like you could just literally... go wherever you want to get to yeah. the finish you line you have to still stay on the course guys like yeah and also it's like a circle right and they do they they never show them doing the three-legged race in the actual no a montage or no right? yeah something interesting here is like you know steve is asking ren like how everyone else's preparations going and mm. how are you and mom coming on your synchronized swimming great we are doing a salute to disco staying afloat staying afloat fantastic mm-hmm. so cringy so cringy, but I think that might have been a nod to Donna Pascal in Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yeah, that's true. She was in uh, Saturday Night Fever. I, was, mm-hmm. oh, I never really thought about that. Yeah. Once I thought uh, about that, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cute thing to throw in. And they did the little Bee Gees like, knockoff earlier. Yeah, with the, the boogie. boogie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That always sort of stood out to me. You should submit that on IMDb, the trivia, because there's no trivia for this episode on IMDb. (laughs) So so then Lewis was going to head down to the basement to tell them that, you know, he can't do the thing. And then this is a moment that really bothers me, though. It's kind of like similar to the bus switching. I know exactly what you're going to say. That happens in um, in head games. Yeah, it's like so easy to get out of why can't you figure this out, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. so easy to get out of why is this happening. So Lewis is sort of like spying on uh, Ren and Steve in the basement. They're sort of just, you know, um, talking about the family. And so Lewis is ready to tell them, oh, no, I don't want to do this, you know, family decathlon. But then he overhears Steve saying, you know, Lou has the heart of a lion and, you know, he's he's so great. And, you know, <laughs> a line I really like. Let me tell you something about Louis Stevens. You know, he learned to walk at six months. I'll never forget it. Your mom and I were in bed reading the paper. We thought Louis was in his crib, but no. Here comes old Lou waltzing in like he owned the place, still in his diaper, climbed right into bed with us. Now, granted, he didn't speak until he was four and a half, but the point is... Now, granted, he didn't speak until he was four and a half, but... Yeah. (laughs) The point is... I always liked that. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, so then once Lewis, you know, hears, like, oh, his, like, dad, you know, really believes in him, and he thinks, you know, he's great, and he's excited for this, (sighs) Lewis was spying by sticking his head through the banister, the, you know, spaces in the banister. I guess he decides... Oops, never mind. I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to tell them I can't do it anymore. So he tries to get his head out of the banister and tilts his head 
all the way to the side to try to take his head out. There's so much room in the banister, by the way. There's so much space. There's so much space within where his head is. Like, to get his head in there, he just put his head straight in. No problem. <laughs> to take his head out, he's like, let me twist it all the way to the left and, you know, make sure my chin gets caught on the it's thing. A, it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it was a plot device so that Lewis can break the banister and go falling into a box that is just conveniently right there, uh, <laughs> full of those packaging bubbles. Steve and Ren walk over with their three-legged race thing going. <laughs> they walk over to him in the box. Sonny, you okay? I'm fine. I came to tell you. I came to tell you that I can't. Can't what? Can't, uh, can't, uh, wait, can't wait to win the race tomorrow. Yeah. So the way he does that laugh, he's like so happy and then his face just drops. <laughs> the, okay, so here's the thing about this. When he says I can't, so if he was really going to tell his dad that he was not going to do it, he's not going to say, I came to tell you I can't. He's going to say, I came to tell you I can't do the race or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why he would just say, I can't, the writers are giving the character the option to change it to, I can't wait, or I can't do the race. Mm-hmm. He had just fallen. He was kind of out of breath and he's like breathing. He's like, I can't even tell you that I can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and they're just like, wait, can't what? Oh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Cause when they were just talking about the race, like he was hearing it. And- That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's okay, it's it's a nitpick, I know, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I just love Shia's <clears throat> facial acting there when he's just yeah, he's laughing and then suddenly his eyes go shifty and his face just totally drops. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. So then it just does a hard cut to the decathlon, yeah. which is kind of weird. And um, that, and that they do that's the second hard cut so far because the other one when he was yeah, talking was, to Eileen mm-hmm. and then he goes to the other yeah, spoon. Yep. And there's this music playing in the background, like generic, you know, sports sounding music. Uh But it's also the same music that they use in Boy on a Rock during Tom's flag routine. Um, It's like. And I find last year's third place finisher, Lewis Crazy Leg Steven. Like a marching band type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because every time I hear that, I think of 76 trombones led the big parade from the <laughs> Music Man. I've never seen, I know the song, but I've never seen Music Man. Yeah. So I, I, I it always reminds me of that. I just wrote that down as a little <laughs> piece of information. So we're at the family picnic decathlon thing now. And we see Lewis getting ready to do the egg race. And all of his competitors are like eight-year-olds. Yeah, it's, I like this too, actually. Uh, which is pretty funny. And I do like the line as well where, you know, Steve's like, are you ready? How are you, how are you feeling? And he's like, I'm feeling like I'm the only person in this, in this race that knows their times tables. Yeah. And I noticed too, is he wearing a back brace? Oh, he, yeah, he is wearing something, huh? Is that what it is? I think Lewis is wearing a back a, brace. A, a back brace, and yes. goggles. Yeah, goggles, a hat, like, thing, and so I think he's wearing a back brace. I'm like, wow, he's really <laughs> committed. Not, not is staying sturdy. Yeah. I like the little kid next to him who shakes his hand. He's funny. Yeah, so, like, so like Lewis turns to the kid next to him and shakes his hand, and he's like, you got quite a grip. <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever yeah. but then it cuts to what i hate it cuts to a pointless um sepia filtered cowboy standoff oh, yeah, that was between lewis and yeah. this little kid it's like 20 seconds long it's just like why are we looking at this it's the time filler it's like one of those things those sequences where you just kind of like mentally check out and you're like mm-hmm. oh yeah now we're back to the episode after. yeah and they've done like other standoffs like one or two other times in the yeah but yeah and i just it they never work for me i just i don't like those mm-hmm. um yeah uh yeah but, yeah it's, it's it's not a good one especially when it's followed right immediately after by a montage yeah yeah literally much. a two minute montage whoa is it two minutes it's I two minutes doubt it. i didn't time it but that's super long yeah it's gotta be the longest montage in this series yeah i mean i guess technically a lot happens and it's basically I mean, it's furthering the the it's setting the scene and show and kind of building the atmosphere of this family picnic that yeah. it's more than just the egg race and the mm-hmm. boat race. Like, it, you know, it shows everyone's competitions. The song is sung by Jim Wise. You can totally tell. Yes. Which, by the way, I didn't know that. But when I was watching it this time, I was like, that sounds like Jim Wise. Yeah. Same here. I never really noticed it before. And then I Ooh. looked on IMDb and it was written on IMDb as it says, mm-hmm. Mr. Crazy Legs. Performed Mystery. by Jim Wise. Does it have a writing credit for him too, or no? Yeah, no, it's um. John Coda. No, it's the guy he told us about, Richard Bowers. Oh, Bowers, yeah. And Andrew M. Chuckerman. I, I was gonna save that for trivia, but yeah, this song. It's. I always knew. I was like, okay, clearly this song must have been written for the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's so specific, yeah. and it always gets stuck in my head. No go. Mr. Crazy Legs. No, no, don't, don't you drop that egg. <laughs> and they basically play like the whole song. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. They even have like a little bridge section. Some will always get ahead and charm you with a beauty or be the smartest in the class and always do their duty. But when it comes to winning, it's what you've got inside. And show the world you've got some style and have a sense of pride. The different things we see during this two-minute montage is basically every family member doing their own sort of um, competition. Mm-hmm. So we see Lewis doing the egg race. We see Ren in a uh, homemade pie contest. We see Steve carving a turkey with a chainsaw? Yeah. Is this a thing? I think it might be actually a real thing. Because what's the objective? What is he doing? Uh, Just trying to i don't know i i for some reason i didn't think about this one for too much i did okay it's weird you don't see him actually shredding the turkey with a chainsaw you see him with the chainsaw and you see him almost make connection with the turkey and then they cut away and they do a close-up and you just see the turkey pieces flying like in front of his face really i never noticed that yeah so it's, i just think it's weird that they wouldn't let him actually carve it with the chainsaw they wouldn't show it at least it might have been like a disney thing like we don't want to show a character using a chainsaw yeah i just noticed yeah you're right Mm. interesting but yeah i never understood the point of that though i was like what is this competition what is this proving what are you doing what is the objective are you just going to town hacking up this this chicken this turkey whatever i have no idea we see Eileen climbing a tree for the. Is it? Did Lewis say it was the woman of the house? 
The, yeah, the mom tree climbing contest or yeah, something. Yeah, something, yeah. Yeah. And then Donnie is playing a game of badminton with this old man. I do like this scene. I mean, the montage is kind of boring. They try to make each section kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But I love the old guy. Donnie's just going all out trying to beat this old dude at badminton. And the old dude just standing there in one place. Just and yeah, like Donnie's st- like running all yeah, over he's the diving, court. <laughs> and then the old guy on the other side just standing in one place. And super old dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just standing in one place just moving the, the uh, racket. Mm-hmm. Not even having to try. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up, does he end up winning? The old guy, right? Uh, no, I think no. Donnie does. Oh, Donnie wins. Okay, I can. Oh yeah, because yeah, he gets I it. Remember, his, like he, the thing is like, nice shot, Sonny, or whatever. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. God. But yeah, I like that scene though. Once that montage is over, the two minute epic montage. I mean, that is a super long montage. Like like two yeah. minutes in a twenty one minute episode is a lot of time. Yeah, it's a tenth of the episode, pretty much. Yeah. So it's crazy that it took up that much time. It cuts to the Stevens family, like, sitting around a picnic table. They're eating. They're kind of, you know, decompressing from everything that's been going on and Mm -hmm. taking a break. And Steve is checking the scoreboard, and we see that this other family, the Dandridges, are ahead of them. And we find out that it's this guy, Quincy, this kid named Quincy, and his dad. What's the dad's name? Porter and Chippy are the parents' names. Yeah, Chippy, that was also written in the trivia that it's like Chippy is like a oh, yeah. a, a word for like a, a side lady, basically, or yeah, something, you know, because they mention uh, the word Chippy again in Stephen's Manor. I just got off the phone with your Chippy, Eileen. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's father named Porter, his wife, Chippy, and their son, Quincy. Who looks like Jason Bagwell, by the way. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And he's he's like super buff. Uh, they're from Australia and, you know, and again, Ren immediately likes the guy. So she must have a type because <laughs> yeah, because she likes <laughs> he looks Jason like Bagwell. Jason Bagwell. <laughs> she liked Jason Bagwell on site. So, yeah. so we find out that the next race uh, coming up is like the big deciding race. It's all come down to this. The father-son kayak race. The only downside to this is that Donnie ripped his delt or whatever ripped a delt in his shoulder or his arm or whatever uh <laughs> during the badminton uh game and that is a line i really love as well i don't know it's if a, you it's did. actually a really good line did you pick this line uh it was it was the, my close call i think i just ripped a delt that's pretty rude i'm eating it's my shoulder egg boy when i heard this line as a kid i didn't understand because I didn't know what a delt was, I guess. Yeah. And I thought maybe it meant something else. But now it's like, he thinks it means like he farted. Yeah. That's like the only line. <laughs> that's the only line I consistently laugh at like every time I watch this episode. <laughs> well, it's also because it's like shy as phrasing. He has the cupcake in his mouth. Yeah. I just love it. I, I should say that I just ripped a delt, bro. <laughs> well, because, yeah, because it's like the you smelt it, you dealt it. Yeah, or like, yeah, Line, or, I just, you know. or I just, I just cut the cheese. I just yep. ripped the dilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy that line. But yeah, so since Donnie is in pain, he has ice on his shoulder, he can't do the father-son's kayak race. So what does Steve say? It all comes down to the father-son kayak race. Everything. The title. The fruits of victory. All I can say is, I'm glad I have two sons. Are you ready, Lou? Which that always makes me laugh too, honestly. After uh, 
Donnie gets injured, kind of like Ren, and you can tell like the family besides Steve is like, oh, we're we're done. But like Steve actually says, no, like we like Lewis can do this. Like that's kind of a cool moment that he actually believes in Lewis when. I mean, even the audience are like, oh, Lewis, there's no way Lewis is going to win. Well, because it's thing. great because as he says, I'm glad I have two sons. You're ready, Lou? Yeah. They cut to him and he has a face full of a cupcake. Just like Swap.com. Yeah. The Same exact sequence. Clearly not ready to uh, take on Quincy in the kayak race. <laughs> well, I mean, it also just might be Steve is just happy that they have a chance to do the race, period. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, not necessarily that he believes Lewis can do it, but just, hey, we're still in the running. But Lewis probably takes it as, oh, my dad actually thinks that, like he actually believes that I can win this, even though like I don't think I can win this. And well, yeah, because they you kind of get that when like the ca- the camera lingers on Lewis and he's, you can tell yeah. he's thinking about it. He even kind of says no. He's like, no, no. Huh. No, yeah, does he? He, like, lit- he literally says no. I'm pretty sure he like says no. Like he shakes his head. I don't head, think like, so. Huh. I think he's just thinking about it. No, I should watch it. Or like he like kind of says no. Like he almost says no. No, he doesn't say no. He says what? No, he says no. No, are he you, doesn't. Are you sure? Yeah. No, he's like, you ready, Lou? And he goes, what? Uh, but he like shake he's kind of shaking his head. But he says like, what? Okay, so he like almost says no though, right? And he's like sort of shaking his head a little bit. But then, like, you start seeing him thinking about it. And I think that's maybe one of those moments where it's like he's starting to get a little, <laughs> a yeah. little big head about it. He's like, wait a minute, this could be a moment of glory, <laughs> like, sort of thing. Yeah, but he, but he also doesn't believe he can do it. So obviously, that's why he's ends up doing what he's about to do. Yeah. We get more narration from Lewis. And, you know, he's talking about how. You know, it's time for the father-son kayak race. You know, my dad, this means so much to him. The one thing he cares about is that, you know, the family can put their mind to something and and achieve whatever they want and whatever, whatever. And it's like this big thing. Lewis basically says how he doesn't want to let the family down or his dad down. And so he, I do like this quote too, where he's like, And right now, I'd do anything I could to help him win this family to Kathleen. And I mean anything, including cheat, which I did. I just like the way he says it. <laughs> yeah, he says it. He delivers it really well. Yeah. We get another bit of a rewind situation mm-hmm. where we see <laughs> that Lewis drilled a hole in Quincy's kayak yeah. before the race so that Quincy would, you know, his uh, kayak would sink and Lewis would win. Even as a kid, I never got this. Lewis drills the hole in the kayak while Quincy is sitting in it. Yeah. First of all, how does Quincy not hear that? Yeah, I was always, it's never made sense to me. And then secondly, by the time the race started, he would have already, it already would have been sinking and the plan should have been, yeah. should have been foiled. Yeah. Also, when, when, Porter and and Steve start off. Porter's like ten feet in front of Steve. Yeah, I saw that like at too. At the beginning of the race, he starts out in front of him already. Yeah. The long and short of it is that Lewis cheated in the kayak race by drilling a hole in Quincy's kayak, and he wins. Lewis wins, and I just think that's so freaking funny because yeah, Lewis Stevens, this kid who we hear later on in one of the episodes, gets cramped up and winded just from tying his shoes. There's no freaking way that yeah. he would ever beat him. But no one questions it. No one questions it at all. Yeah. Not, not only that, 
Quincy is clearly sinking. Like something's clearly wrong yeah. with his like his yeah, kayak. Yeah, like something's wrong with his boat. Like well, clearly I think, I think something's wrong. Two, I think maybe they're like, oh, he won because of default because his canoe sunk, but they were just happy that he won. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't question why the. I think it's not that they didn't question why Lewis won. They didn't question why the can, canoe sank. I think. Yeah. I think that might be it more so. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, this just shows like the fact that Lewis cheated. I think he's so far removed from the motivations of his family. Like mm-hmm. in his head, he thinks his family just cares about winning and that's yeah. it. And he can't relate to that so much so that he just wants to give them what they want, what mm-hmm. he thinks that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so he cheats. And so mm-hmm. he, that's, I think, one of the reasons he doesn't see anything really wrong with it at first. Because he's not cheating to win. He's cheating so they can win, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, he says that later on. And to make his, yeah, that's true too, right? Like a small detail that also always makes me laugh right after this mm. when they hoist Lewis up and then he takes the big trophy and pretends like it's an oar. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's just one of those like little improv things that he's doing. It's hilarious. That's yeah. yeah, good. That's like one split, you know, moment of like Lewis being like full of himself, like, oh, yeah. I'm amazing. Lewis, where he suddenly it's in slow motion too, which is just even funnier. He's yeah. just like, whoa. <laughs> like, look that's at a good me moment. go. <laughs> That's just shy of having really like fun with the with the moment there, and yep. you can tell. Yeah, he just he's just making the most out of it. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, it's so that's funny. Good, that's a good that's a good snippet. So good, and he's just beaming with joy. He's so happy at yeah. this at this point. But then it cuts to the Stevens house that night, which this is the best part of the episode. This is hilarious to me. Like, I'm sorry. This is like. <laughs> Some of the funniest stuff in this whole series, in my opinion. They're at home that night, and they have two boiling pots of cheese fondue, which, okay, that's like a celebratory thing to eat, I guess, in this household. You know, they're all praising Lewis for a great job, and so Eileen, she asks Lewis what kind of cheese he wants. Did I tell you? This kid has the heart of a lion. (laughs) (laughs) And what better way to show you how proud we are than with two boiling pots of cheese fondue? (laughs) Swiss or cheater? Cheater. Cheater. What'd you just say? Swiss or cheddar? Oh, because... Because I thought you said Swiss or cheat, cheddar, cheddar, because you said, you said that. Because <laughs> oh. you said that. Because you said that. <laughs> and then <Raw>. just, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, remember that thing I did? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, oh, this is what so I'm saying. Funny. Like, the episode, it, it's not, it's, it, I think it's just like, I'm so used to it, maybe. And it's just like, the things aren't as, like surprisingly funny like i'm smiling while i'm watching it i'm just not like like laughing as hard as like every other episode Mm. but yeah i don't know if i said it yet but basically this is going into what i call the cheater montage sure yeah yeah it's really only like it's not really a montage but it's just kind of like yeah it's like three different three little instances um so i call it the cheater montage so we go from that first one of him hearing them say swiss or cheater goes uh, to watch the football scores or something uh mm. with donnie in the and, summer and yeah 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 <laughs> in the living room and you know he hears on the tv the guy say arizona beat arizona say 35 14 they didn't have to cheat 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 like you lewis Cheater, 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 cheater. What did you just say? 
Arizona beat Arizona State 35-14. Zona took him, man. So Chris Berman, he's like a commentator. Like that's actually like a pretty big cameo. Um, like if you're watch, if you're into sports and stuff, like especially early on in the show, that's a pretty big cameo, I think. That's funny, see, because I'm totally out of the sports loop. I had no idea mm-hmm. that was actually a guy that was a sports yeah. commentator. Oh yeah, I literally thought he was just an actor. He's like really famous in as far as like score, uh, sports commentating. Well, there you go, yeah. early trivia right there. Yeah, <laughs> we've. I feel like we've been saying a lot of trivia before the trivia section. Yeah, well, yeah, they're like more c- contextual, I think. This yeah. <laughs> so he hears that, and again, it's like, wait, what do you say? It's a nice moment with him and Donnie too, like kind of just chilling on the couch. Yeah. That. Yeah, checking the scores with my big bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's like a weird. So then Lewis walks away after that. Are you gonna say it's the um, it's an overdub? Yeah, it's an ADR. I'm like, yeah. What the? I was like, it's so random and it's obvious, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm gonna it, go have a lie down. Like so computerized. Like why is this? It, no, it's just it's it, just super. It's super loud as well. Yeah, it, it's just different. It's mixed differently. Lewis, where are you going? We still have an hour of scores left. I'm gonna go have a lie down. But like it's just weird because it's like it's not really necessary because you kind of know why he's walking away and it's almost yeah. funnier that he's just walking away without saying anything. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, no, no, we have to explain why he's walking away. So insert, I'm gonna go have a lie down. He's just like, you know what? I got I gotta sleep this thing off. I'm going crazy. Yeah. So then it cuts from that thing with Lewis and Donnie and Lewis walking away to the next day at school <laughs> where Lewis is in that class with the same teacher from Swap.com. I love this guy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's up there and talking about... Of the big cats, the panther is in the same phylum, class, order, and family as the tiger, but it's the genus that garners our attention today. Genus, of course, being oh. the taxonomic category. Yeah, so Lewis is sitting there and he's just scribbling <laughs> like crazy. It is no what book. class is this, though? I have no idea. I don't know Animal what kind of class, class? it was. Like, exactly. I don't know what class he was teaching in swap.com either. Yeah, I think it was history, right? Because he was talking about like Afghanistan or something. No, but that was like geography i think i have no idea anyway and so i also love the way lewis has a composition notebook and he has it like yeah he's like he's like secretly scribbling something i want to know what in the world he's (laughs) writing down and he was holding it so hard to his head that when he pulls his head away the composition notebook is all dented like yeah it's just like he's just going he's insane it's like his direction was just be neurotic right yep okay (laughs) Then after he finishes scribbling, he puts the the pencil towards his head and breaks the pencil. And Tawny's like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Um, And then just the freaking funniest thing in this episode ever. The teacher's like, the only faster feline in that particular genus, of course, would be the cheetah. Cheetah. Cheater. 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 Like the only reason why any teacher in the world would be talking about cheetahs was to be setting up this like little thing here. 
It's I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I know we definitely, we learned about different animals and stuff at school in one of, one of our classes. I can't remember what it was. That's true, because it's junior high, I guess. I'm thinking yeah. like high school. But yeah, it's just so funny. Like, I obviously, I know that's, it's supposed to be clearly, that's the only reason. But well, it's yeah, just that's like, what makes it funny, though. I like yeah. that. It's that, yeah. It's like the fact that out of everything ever, it's the cheetah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like off the wall things that are there for a purpose. If like they're there for a purpose too, mm-hmm. not, I mean, I like off the wall things for the sake of being off the wall, but I love when things are justified by ridiculous, uh, reasons or structures like right. this. And then the and then, so Lewis has the freak out and leaves mm-hmm. and then the teacher just goes back to his I love life. it. I love it. I love that freak out. It's just so great. Oh no. It's a good freak out. <laughs> what do you people want from me? I didn't do anything. What, what do you people do want from anything. me? Like the teacher cares that he's cheating. <laughs> the news guy, they're all invested in this. <laughs> it just gets me every time. I love that. I've actually uploaded that to the Even Stevens Rag YouTube channel. I think it's the first okay. video up there. It's just called Swiss or Cheater. It's the name of the. And it's the just all of three thing. of the instances. It's all, it's all three. It's the whole cheater yes. montage. But yeah, I love that. That's definitely my favorite part of the episode. So following Lewis's mental breakdown, it cuts to something that's just really cute, really great. And it sets up Tawny's background, too. Mm-hmm. It sets up Tawny's background a little bit more. It's something we see a lot throughout the rest of the series, too. Uh, yeah, Tawny sort of true. being Lewis's personal therapist. Was this the first time we see it? Maybe. in Like, this obvious of, like, yeah, I'm yeah. talking to you about something. Okay. I mean, you know, she mentioned her parents being psychologists and stuff in Lewis in the Middle <laughs> and true. helping him that way. But not where he's just like sitting down confiding in her. No, I don't I think this might be the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so he's lying there with like a wet paper towel on his head and Well this is my parents' psychologist. I know all about panic attacks. It wasn't a panic attack. I think I might have ripped a delt or something. I think I ripped a delt or something. Yeah, that's my that's my line. By the way. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, okay. I just freaking love that line. It wasn't a panic attack. I think I might have ripped a delt or something. Like they're <laughs> totally two not even related things that you would never confuse with each other. Like he and still love- doesn't understand what a delt is. I know exactly. He doesn't understand, so he's it's just like, great. oh yeah. He just he just says it. Yeah. It's so good. I heard it and I was like, just started laughing hysterically after that line for some reason. Oh, that's funny. Well, there you go. There's your best quote then. Spoiler for our final segment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So Tawny thinks that he had a panic attack and he's like, no, it wasn't. I might have just ripped a delt. And so she's like, you know, Lewis, are you familiar with the telltale heart? And he's like, nah, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Which I like that too, which of course she is. Great delivery. And she starts telling the story. It's about a guy who commits a murder and buries a body underneath his floor. Then he starts hearing the sound of a beating heart. La-dee-da. <laughs> he tries to ignore it, but the beating just gets louder and louder. He thought he committed the perfect crime, but the constant beating of the heart was driving him insane. The guilt was too much. And then finally, it got to the point where he would have given anything to make it go away. All right, I'm sorry. I cheated at the picnic. What are you doing? Give me the ball. What? Give me the ball. 
He snaps out of it. He's like, fine, fine. I cheated in the kayak race or whatever. And then we see that like the heart beating was actually Twitty playing yeah. basketball. He says, what are you doing? <laughs> Give me the ball. Give me the ball. He's all mad about it. Yeah. He's <laughs> minding his own business. Yes, but there is. There is another overdub weird thing right here. Right here, uh, right. Where Lewis goes over to Twitty and Tawny and, you know, starts confessing to them about what happened. And they start off the confession. Like, we get a shot from over Lewis's shoulder, like from, from behind. Yeah. Uh, so that we can't see him, but you can sort of tell his movements don't match with what mm. you're hearing. And it's also mixed kind of poorly as well. So you hear him say, Oh, Donnie ripped a dill thingy and I was eating a cupcake and everything was all screwed up. And then it cuts to where you can see him and he's like, I didn't know what to do. I had, I drilled holes in Quincy's kayak or whatever. Mm. But it's kind of funny. Like, even though I hate that that line is like an overdub ADR or whatever, I still think it's kind of funny to just like... Give someone no context and just be like, Donnie ripped a Delta thingy. I was eating a cupcake and everything was all Like they were up. there and they understand what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then he walks away and they're like, did you get any of that? It seems like they feel it and they're like, wow. And then suddenly, did you get that? No, not at all. Yeah, this um, second half of the episode is definitely, I think, objectively better than the first half of the episode. Hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you agree though, right? Well, I mean, the cheater montage in itself being in the second half yeah, of the episode, then, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. I would think it is, but yeah. <laughs> then it cuts to the Stevens family having dinner. I hate this scene, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this scene's a little weird. So everyone is sort of going around saying awesome things they did. I have an announcement to make. I passed a new bill today. Oh, honey. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, that's a long time. You're the man. <laughs> Guess what? I won the big Simpkins case. Oh, wow. yeah. Congratulations, Dad. Oh, even with my bad delt, I ran a 4 4. Ah, Donnie, that that's a boy. Incredible. And I aced my algebra quiz. I mean, I think it's kind of funny the way this whole family is just so, like, who talks like this? Like, well, it's supposed to kind of mock them, right? Like, in a way, I feel mm-hmm. like the, the, the writer and Dearborn, like, they're trying to show us how sickening these people are. They're just patting each other on the back for each other's accomplishments. And it's like the high society, right? They're just talking about how much money they have and all that stuff. It serves that purpose, like to mock them. But at the same time, it's like, it makes these characters seem annoying. Yeah. And you don't want to feel, you know, I mean, you still like the characters. You love the characters. You don't want to think they're annoying. Mm -hmm. And this is like representing their core, like who Mm -hmm. they are. And they're trying to present them as annoying. And then Lewis, the thing with Lewis is funny. Yeah, and so like they're all going around saying all the great things they did, and then they get to Lewis. I cheated in the kayak race. Hey, Lou, good news. That's great. Did you hear what I said? Of course we heard you. You said you cheated on... You cheated on the kayak race? I sabotaged Quincy's boat. Why? Well, I, I did it for the team, you know, our team, Team Stevens. Lewis, I... Where do I start? Uh, Steve's reaction to it, I think, is really realistic. Like, you can really tell the disappointment on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as soon as Lewis 
says, you know, as his good thing that he did was cheating in the kayak race, the floodgates open and this entire family (laughs) goes from like, maybe that's the whole point. It's supposed to be juxtaposed immediately. Like, oh, we're all so wonderful. And then the next minute, actually, we all did this. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You know. Wait a second, dad. I have a confession too. The old man in the badminton match was giving me a pretty good run. And then he hit one right on the line and the ref called it out. And I didn't say anything. I deserved to rip my delt. Okay. In the homemade apple pie contest, I I used a store-bought crust. I can't believe you kids cheated. Steve, it's not the, just the kids. Well, I was in such a hurry to climb that tree that I punched a squirrel. Mother. Well, I mean, I know it's not cheating, but... It's really not very nice. I'm sorry, Dad. We all are. It's not your fault, guys. It's mine. Dad. Dad. It's interesting, though, like, you look at everyone who, like, quote-unquote, cheated. Whereas, like, the other three, not not Lewis, they were doing it to win. Whereas, like, Lewis was doing it to make his dad proud, like, for his dad to win. Mm -hmm. This is where he says, you know, they're like, why'd you Mm -hmm. cheat? And he goes, well, I did it for our team, you know, Team Stevens. But like the other three were doing it literally just to cheat. I mean, obviously the dad was putting pressure on them, but but it furthers these people like. So, yeah, you see the first like you're saying it juxtaposes, you know, they're all doing these good things and then it juxtaposes it with they're doing all these bad things. But at the same time, like to the audience, they're both bad thing. Like they're both annoying and then they're talking about how they cheated. It's just like furthering this. Yeah. So Steve feels pretty bad about it and gets up and walks away. Then I'm assuming later that night before bed or something, they're in the basement, mm-hmm. Steve and Lewis, and they're sort of just playing a game of pool and they're talking a little bit. Um, and Steve says, I don't mean to put so much pressure on you. I just wanted you to know what it feels like to set out to do something and then accomplish it. Now I wonder what I've actually taught you guys. You taught us that it's better to play fair and lose than to win by cheating. Well, that's what you've always taught me. This always bothered me. You've taught us that it's better to play fair and lose than to win by cheating. Well, that's very specific advice. They made, Well, they just threw that in there to make it sound wrapped up in a nice bow, but it's just kind of a cop-out ending, I think. But it's also just kind of like, it's such a specific thing to say, too. Yeah. And especially, like, in relation to what happened. Like, if Lewis is saying that his dad always raised them, telling them it's better to play fair and lose than win by cheating, except that's exactly yeah. what Lewis decided to do, even though apparently that's what his dad has always told him. If he taught, if he, if he's basically saying, yeah, you always taught us this. Yeah, you're doing a good job. But it's like, they all cheated, though. So, <laughs> obviously, his competitiveness is to them overpowering this lesson of not cheating, which is yeah. basically what happened. I think it doesn't end strong at all. I have always felt that way. It just kind of throws that line in there and thinks that it wraps everything up, but instead it, it creates more problems, I think. Yeah, it's true. Out of nowhere, it just sort of ends. You don't really feel that much resolution. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> so literally, and I always hated this too, actually. Steve is just like, come here. And they hug. And then he's like, I love you, dad. And he's like, I love you, son. And then they go back to playing pool, and then we get, like, one second of Lewis narrating. So, me and Dad are cool. So, me and Dad are cool. End of story. <laughs> End of story. Like He just reminds his dad of something that he 
taught him maybe. If I was Steve, I'd be like, well, I obviously still didn't do a good job. Yeah, I know. Exactly. He's like, yeah, we're cool. It's like, you're cool. <laughs> okay. I know, there was no actual conversation beyond that. It was just like, come here, son. I love you. So me and dad are cool. Yeah, they're like, they're like, okay, we got two minutes to wrap this thing up. Let's uh, just throw some lines in there. Bada bing, bada boom. We got an ending. Yeah. <laughs> but then it comes back for the final minute bit, which kind of, I guess, wraps up the episode. Like, I always feel like that first ending feels like, eh, but then it comes back and I'm like, okay, yeah, now I guess the episode's over. Uh, Lewis decides the right thing to do is to challenge Quincy to a rematch. Fair and square. Loser does the other's chores for a week. And mm-hmm. of course, Lewis loses big time. The episode ends back at the beginning, which was really the end. And we see Lewis uh, mowing Quincy's family's lawn and... <laughs> It's kind of funny when he's like, boy, do those Aussies have a lot of yard work and they zoom out. It's like the size of Disneyland. <laughs> Literally. It's huge. And it's so poorly done in CGI. Yeah, I know. They just like copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, yep. copy paste. Yeah. It's just like this, the same green layout. <laughs> yeah, you can see like all the, the spots that are mm-hmm. copy and pasted. The lawnmower isn't even electronic. It's just a tiny little like metal like, one. Just get a get like a John Deere tractor or something. Just and like, just or sit there and ones. ride around the whole time. Yeah, that'd be easy. Yeah, but yeah. So the last line is him saying, "If you finish this up, we'll give you a spot of lemonade before you start on the hedges or yeah, something." Yeah, it's like a sweatshop apparently. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of the episode. Final thoughts. Uh, so okay, before I watched this episode. I was like, no, nah, it can't be 65 still. It can't be last on my list. But upon rewatching it, like I said, like I would keep it at 65, I think. And I don't hate this episode. Like, There's nothing about it that I hate. I mean, obviously, a couple scenes here and there, but it's so much farther down than like the rest of the series as far as comedy and, and substance. Mm. And it just doesn't end well, like we said. Like, It doesn't feel like it's concluded. Honestly, that last scene is almost forgettable. Yeah. Whereas the last scene shouldn't be the most forgettable scene in the in the in the episode. No, I mean I definitely I I, I can see where you're coming from and I agree to a degree. Uh yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I think the cheater montage is pretty funny. It's the way they do it that makes it feel Yeah. Like even Stevens and it's feels, even it feels like even that and that's not why I don't that's not why the episode's lower. That's like still some of the highlights of the episode. Mm-hmm. The first half I don't care for at all. Also, I mean, I think the the competitiveness is somewhat irritating. Why Steve is so competitive? Yeah, it's not a three legged race; it's war. <laughs> like it's not; it's a family picnic, bro. Like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> That's a quote right there. That should be on a t shirt. It's a family picnic, bro. <laughs> I want to make merch for our podcast. Like quotes that means. Because I know other podcasts that have like merch with like the title of their podcast, but it's like oh, ours okay. is just like the Even Stevens Rank podcast. Like yeah, that's yeah. not really that fun to wear. So I'm just like, wait, I want to come up with like other stuff. If anyone is listening and can think of like a quote from one of our episodes so far that would be funny enough to put on a t-shirt or something, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, it's just a family picnic, bro. <laughs> uh, but I guess it just the competitiveness kind of underscores the whole series as far as like Lewis feeling like he doesn't fit in. He's like, 
Lewis has a point. Like this stuff is not important. I mean, yeah, it's it's good to you know give a hundred percent to everything you do, but at the same time, like there's value in knowing what's important in life and what's not important, and to be that into every little thing to the point where make someone feel pressured that they have to win in order to not disappoint your family. But they're the Stevens. Like no, it's like the epitome of them feeling this way. I think, and him not really relating to that mm. and and I don't know it, and them pressuring him into being like them I was raised by my, my parents didn't care about winning growing up I mean mm. and my dad was my basketball coach and he he didn't emphasize winning he emphasized you know doing our best and trying our hardest mm-hmm. but not winning we didn't it wasn't yeah. ever this isn't just basketball it's war like that yeah. wasn't <laughs> the message this mentality that Lewis there this pressure that Lewis is feeling to be like his family when he shouldn't mm-hmm. be pressured in. I feel like what you're getting at is that he does feel pressure to be like the rest of his family a lot, mm-hmm. but they're not actively pressuring him to. Yeah, they're not literally way. saying you need to. We want you to be in this because we need to win a third straight year mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like we want you to be as competitive as we are. Mm-hmm. They just they're competitive, and he feels pressure just because it's like an unspoken pressure. But here it's pretty. It's kind of spoken. That's, I guess, mm-hmm. what, I think that's what bothers me the most about the episode. Yeah, my final thoughts, I pretty much feel the same as I did. I probably wouldn't change it uh, from 41, honestly. I just, I don't know. I, I like it. I think as the way the family comes off to you, I can see that. But I just like the fact that the whole family is together, basically, mm-hmm. for, uh, yeah. you know, we get to see everyone. We get to see... Like I said, Lewis and Steve, uh, Lewis and Eileen, Lewis and Tawny and Twitty. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. and I and I and I did think that a few lines were genuinely very funny. I, I definitely yeah, sure. I laughed at a lot of lines. Anyway, yeah. So I think that's everything. So did you have an MVP? I put Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know. Like, I'm terrible at picking MVPs. Non-Lewis MVP. I don't know. I liked Eileen. Okay. Just she had some good delivery. Yeah, I might actually say Eileen too. Yeah. So it's time for just a little bit of trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That for your information, is it true that what does that mean? A little bit. Just a little bit, because we talked about most of the trivia already. Yeah. If we didn't talk about it, what would have been here was uh, Mr. Crazy Legs being sung uh, by Jim Wise. Yeah. Uh, written by Richard Bowers, which we just learned about him uh, in our interview mm-hmm. with Jim. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, Rengate being the only other episode with narration in it, but it, I, I don't think that that's... Yeah, it it's it's not even on the same level at all. It's, just it's like one, one little, little instance where yeah. they do that. Yeah, that's not a really worthy trivia that was up there on TV.com. Like, come on. So yeah, and then something I always thought of too was uh, at the very beginning, Lewis says that Steve's law firm is Deming, Deming, and Deming. Yeah. But in the actual pilot, he says that Steve works for Wyndham, Wyndham, and Stevens. I think that might be just, uh, you know, they went with it for one and then they didn't really, they just kind of retconned it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because that whole Deming, Deming, and Deming, (laughs) like that always bothered me. And then the way he says, no, they're not related. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then one little small thing is that Ren mentions, she says, in the homemade apple pie contest. But in the actual scene, it just says, Mm -hmm. this is like all American pie contest. They pan down all the different 
uh, pies, and there's like a strawberry pie, a lemon meringue pie, but Ren later on calls it the homemade <laughs> apple pie contest, and yeah. it doesn't say homemade, and it doesn't say apple on the banner. Maybe that's why she lost. Maybe that is why she lost. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's everything, unless you have some trivia. Uh, I just have like, um, so it was written by Dearborn. It was directed by Mark Rosman, who directed Life Size, which is, I uh, love Life Size. I love Life Size, yeah. Uh, he also directed, the only other Even Stevens episode he directed was Luscious Lou. Okay, I uh, like that episode. He directed 11 Lizzie McGuire episodes. Wow. Um, and a Cinderella story. Oh, okay. And his first directorial movie, was, or anything, was a movie called House on Sorority Row, which is like a lot of horror fans. It's kind of a cult classic hmm. uh, amongst horror fans. And yeah. As the related thing to the trivia section, pop culture, there is one bit where Eileen says, throw a shrimp on the bobby or whatever. And that's apparently a reference to Paul Hogan from Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are so upset about that phrase because everyone's like, oh, Australians don't talk like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? is one of my favorite quotes, but is ultimately not the one I chose for my best quote. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal reference, um, which I absolutely love that quote, which is when Lewis is talking about the decathlon and stuff at the very beginning and how seriously Steve takes it. And he's like, now, does my dad take it seriously? That's like asking, did Shaq have a growth spurt? That's a good line. I love that line because it's a it's a pretty good uh, thing to say. Yeah. Um, to really get your point across, and then of course Jackie Chan, Saturday Night Fever. I'm putting there in the BGs for the stay in a float, stay in a float. Sure, yeah. Uh, and the Telltale Heart, Edgar Allan Poe. Those are all the ones I picked up on. And once again, mm-hmm. those are all pretty solid things. Even I mean, Jackie Chan's not as prominent. Yeah, but I mean, he's I an guess, iconic. Still, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a legendary person. Yeah, it's like, like Shaq, people, right? Shaq, same thing. Like, yeah, but it's like you know, it's like everyone knows yeah. who Shaquille O'Neal is. Oh, like yeah. he's gonna, Shaq's one like, of he, the... like you know what I mean? And it's like it's not like he was talking about his basketball skills. He was just talking about his height. Like everyone knows sure. Shaquille O'Neal and that he's huge. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so very, very solid stuff. Any tweets? Yes, I do have tweets. <laughs> I'm so excited for this one today. All right, I'm excited. So this first tweet is from Lauren Yap, and she was responding to someone who was talking about Shia LaBeouf and um, how eccentric he's gotten. And this girl says to this person, she goes, I think we probably should have seen it coming since even Stevens. Remember his crazy legs? He's a rebel (laughs) without a cause. (laughs) Nice. That's a nice reference. Like you got, I mean, that's like a pretty, I mean, this is a, this episode isn't, it's a deep episode. If you like, it's a deep cut, you know, kind of like music. It's a deep cut episode. I feel like it it goes under the radar a lot. Um, Yeah. In my opinion, rightfully so, but you know, it's (laughs) still, people don't remember this episode though. Mm Mm-hmm. Then another person at Shorty Styles 18 says, wow, Tawny from Even Stevens just told me what the Telltale Heart is about in the funniest way. God, this show was the best. Same here. I didn't. I, this is the first time I ever heard of the Telltale Heart was this episode. What? Oh, but not 10. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like when I was like or 12 or something or 11 yeah. or 12, whenever I watched it. Mm-hmm. So the mother of all tweets right now. This is the most intense tweet thing on Twitter for our tweet segment. 
nice. yet. So strap in. This okay. is a series of one, two, of eight tweets from a person. What in the world? This is from at Aaron Izzel. Mm-hmm. This is the first tweet of their thread. So I'm going to tell y'all a story about Even Stevens and one of the most influential times of my childhood. Next tweet. So do you guys remember that episode where Lewis cheated? They got some things wrong. And I actually wrote to them a while back uh, and corrected them and sent them a link to what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just ignore all the things they got wrong uh, right now. But okay. So do you kids remember that episode where Lewis cheated on his exam and it haunted him for ages after? Next tweet. I mean, it haunted him in his sleep, in his waking hours. He would mishear things left and right because he was so goddamn guilty. Next tweet. There's a scene where he's eating fondue with his parents and his sister, who is a babe, by the way. Hard eye emoji. And his mom asks him, do you want fondue dip or cheddar? (laughs) Next tweet. So Lewis, as you remember, I literally just effing said, is haunted by being unethical and dishonest to score high on on an exam. Well, he hears his mom say cheater instead of cheddar. And I think about this a lot. Next tweet. He hears her say cheater and loses his effing mind i mean this kid goes bonkers he panics he confesses and he's just all around manic (laughs) next tweet i think about this a lot because cheddar is a common cheese so every time i see it at the grocery store or i'm standing in front of my refrigerator at 2 a.m eating cheddar straight from the bag i always I always pronounce it as cheater in my head. And I blame Louis Stevens for being an effing dishonest cheater and scarring my thought process for the rest of my days. End of thread. And then two people responded to that thread. Oh. One said, thank you for this thread. Another person said, effing Shia LaBeouf strikes again. And I wrote to them and said, here's that scene to jog your memory. Louis cheated in a kayak race, not on an exam. Ha <laughs> ha. And then they had written back, you are the blessing I never knew I needed. I love you. Was this recently? This was from August of 2018. So You should link him to the podcast. Of Of course. And it's funny because I was like, oh, how am I going to find tweets about this? And then I remembered this exchange and I said, whoa, perfect. Hey, that's crazy you remembered that. Can't not talk about this. And again, the cheater montage is awesome. It's interesting because he brings up the exam. A lesser sitcom could have just made it, you know, cheating on an exam. But mm-hmm. even in the, my last place episode of Even Stevens, they still, you know, found a way to make it not as formulaic. They made it, mm-hmm. they, they kind of raised the stakes. Whereas mm-hmm. an exam, like, I feel like a lot of kids could have maybe related to that mm-hmm. uh, and not seen it as, as big of a deal. But cheating on this, I feel like the weight of it was felt like you're like, man, I can't believe he cheated on it. Like, he actually drilled a hole in this fool's mm-hmm. kayak. Like, like that's a big deal. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like a bigger deal than cheating on an exam and, like, mm-hmm. where they could have just easily made it that and be like, okay, who cares? He cheated on, on an exam. Like, I know yeah. tons of my friends who cheated on exams. So. <laughs> and a lot of shows that talk about and that tons as well. Of shows, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, ha- I have a YouTube comment. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you seem so concerned and worried. Well, because YouTube comments are always... <laughs> crazy they're always unhinged no this one's not that bad 
Uh, so when uh, Ren and Steve are practicing for the three-legged race, you know, they're practicing their, their strategy. So they go like left, right, left, right, left. So they're like practicing walking. And this comment says saying right, left, right, left, right, left actually doesn't help because Ren has to do the opposite. My head hurts. Or his right leg and her left leg are attached. So if they're both going right, then he can't move his right leg if she's moving her le- left leg. I just think it's, it's kind of like a like a blooper type of thing that they pointed out. I never thought about it. It's also funny that it's just such a matter of fact kind of comment. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's like actually doesn't help. So moving on, final segment, best quote. You already said yours was the ripped adult, Lewis. Yeah. Mine, which I also sort of rediscovered this quote, sort of like you, and I just love it. It's also in that same scene, actually, though. It happens like, it gotta be a few seconds after your line. Tawny says, Could it be that you're guilty about something and it's overwhelming your ability to do anything? Guilty? Right. Even if I was, which I'm not, I would do the healthy thing and keep it tightly bottled up inside of me. I, that was the that was probably the only quote that I thought you might have picked. Really? I looked, when I heard it, I was like, I, f- I feel like Brittany would pick this. I was a good one though, um, <laughs> but I, I just seemed like one you'd pick. Yeah, that's a good one too. I love that quote because yeah. it's just great. It's just great. Yes, the healthy thing is to keep it tightly bottled <laughs> up inside of you because that won't go wrong. That that's probably like one of the most like even Stevens quotes in the episode. I think just because yeah. it's just very kind of ironic and and like unexpected. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's again, that's a, that's a line that's kind of easy to miss because I never really yeah. thought about it before. It's so then, conversational. Yeah, exactly. And then I just yeah. started laughing. I was like, yep, that's my quote for this. But yeah, the shack having a growth spurt one was my, that's a good one too, was yeah. my runner-up as well because I use that a lot. But yeah, that's everything, really. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Our The next episode, uh, episode nine, in the series Scrub Day. It's a good one. And I, and I said in our introduction episode, that's actually the first episode I ever saw of Even Stevens. Oh, yeah. So uh, so pretty fun. And then, I mean, following Scrub Day, I mean... I mean, this this is like the golden... I, I like to refer to it as the golden age of Even Stevens from like after Family Picnic, pretty much through like the first seven or eight episodes of season two, I think are just really fire. For the most part. Because season one, I've said before, is like my favorite season. Mm. I really do love these episodes coming up. Scrub Day, yeah. Easy Way. I even like Deep Chocolate, actually. Battle of the Bands, Heck of a Hanukkah, Luscious Lou, Movie Madness, Strictly Ballroom, Almost Perfect, We First Week. I think Deep Chocolate might be my lowest of those ones. Mm. I think that was the only one I... I think that one and, and maybe After Hours were the only two I yeah. had like below 30 but mm-hmm. everything else, like all those other ones I have in my top like 25 or 30. Yeah, definitely looking forward to talking about these ones coming up. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, all of our socials will be in the description of this episode. Again, leave a review, please, if you like what you're hearing and you've been having a good time oh, yes. with the podcast. Because uh, we're having a good time and we hope you're having as good of time as we are, uh, you know, recording these. Uh, it's so much fun. So... Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya.